0: Welcome to KoozaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of CUSA Global. The word CUSA means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to another edition of Coos Today, I'm very privileged to be speaking with the editor of Tourism Update, Adele McKenzie. How are you today, Adele?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Graham, and yourself.
0: Good, good. Thank, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, for those people who 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 don't or don't subscribe, they can head off to tourismupdate.co.za. Uh, and subscribe to the to the daily news, uh, the wonderful daily news that keeps us all informed about what's happening in our tourism industry. So Adele, the way the podcast generally work is that I ask the guests just to give a quick rundown of the 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 sort of career history and how you got into tourism in particular. So would you mind just uh, yeah letting the listeners know exactly what makes Adele McKenzie tick?
1: Absolutely. So, um, Graham, like a lot of people, I got into the tourism industry purely by default. I started my career as a journalist in 1994, working as a journalist for the first black community newspaper in the free state, as well as working for as a freelancer for Reuters news agency, interviewing the likes of, very privileged to interview the likes of Winnie Mandela, Nelson Mandela, etc., and all the... Oh the new free state regime, which was amazing. Um, I eventually moved up to Johannesburg to spread my journalistic wings um, in the early 2000s, in my late 20s. And um, I got my start as um, a journalist and later acting editor for Tourism Update in the year 2000. Um, Worked for Tourism Update for four years and then I left to pursue Other interests, including working as a public relations consultant to the tourism industry, working for the likes of the board of airline representatives in South Africa. I launched Delta Airlines in South Africa in 2006. I also worked as a consultant for the first uh, travel agency in Soweto. And, um, of course, just before COVID, now media lured me back as editor for Tourism Update. And I thought I would be travelling and doing a lot of things and meeting new people, and COVID happened. But um, I wouldn't trade it for the world, and I'm, I'm I'm absolutely loving it.
0: Well, thanks so much. I mean, you you were definitely uh, um, a steadfast figure for all of us during uh, during the pandemic, keeping us all updated. So thank you very much from a from an industry professional point of view uh you know for being that that constant that we still receive the updates, and you know even though everything was shut down, you guys still managed to to carry on i imagine I imagine that would have been one of the most challenging times. well, it certainly was for most people in the tourism industry how did um i mean how did tourism update? managed to pivot their you know business business focus on on still getting that news out every day even though everything was just locked down and they were just you know it must have been very very challenging
1: it it was very very challenging but you know it it's it's people that i know and that i got to know really well so i've always felt such a responsibility to the readers so no matter what happened we just made it happen we Thankfully, tourism update because it goes globally to so many industry uh, people in the world. We had been online for about ten years already. Now, media immediately, as soon as this happened, went online with all its publications, closed its printing works, and yeah, I mean, we 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 uh, retrenched quite a few people, unfortunately, but we managed to carry on with this with with a very small core team, just. But um, you know, um yeah, uh keeping up contacts, contacts suddenly we suddenly went online and suddenly did all our meetings and our interviews and things online. Worked from home mostly and um just just long hours like the rest of the industry. You
0: know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> um thankfully
1: yeah. there were other publications in our stable that um that were doing a little bit better revenue-wise than tourism update, and, and they really are what kept us in business.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean as I say it it was just great to see the support and you know when when people needed to hear what was going on we knew we could rely on that so and it's 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 great to be able to to still see it going and hopefully from from strength to strength so I would imagine that one of the biggest stresses in in your day is. Finding that engaging and you know creating that engaging informative content day after day after day. what is what is the source? I mean where do you where do you get the source of the news from? and you know how how does what's what's the sort of day- to-day functioning at at tourism update to make sure that you get those those core news stories every single day? Well,
1: you know, I think like everything else in the industry. First and foremost, it's the relationships we have. We've been in the industry for over 30 years. um, And um, so a lot of people will then keep us updated and informed and tell us what's going on. Obviously, the usual press releases, press conferences. um, We do have now a team. Again, we've got Dale Hess as our assistant editor. And we've got Christian Schultz, a new journalist that started with us. And yeah, it's just about building those relationships, going out there, and finally being able to network face to face again, and um, just relying on those relationships that we have, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's as as most people have said on this podcast. The tourism industry has definitely shown the importance of of relationships, and I and the, Mm. the 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 ads. I mean, the marketing spend that companies uh give you as well that that's your yes. that's your core uh, sort of revenue income and uh and that that does help that's that right. does help a lot of a lot of companies as well advertise and you do a lot of um other mm-hmm. publications as well so it's not just the daily news you do you do sort of uh no. specialized content as well Can you just elaborate on that a bit
1: but- that's right, yes. We do we do um weekly features. It was uh twice a month last year. We've just started doing weekly features. Um and yeah, you know, just just in terms of the advertising revenue, you know, there were there were companies that supported us even at the height of COVID where everyone was struggling, and we were so grateful for that. Mm. But yes, so we do weekly features with specific things. Um I'm working on one at the moment, which is We've just put out cruising. It was our first cruising feature, and I was lucky enough to go on a cruise. So it was that was wonderful. There's a lot of, cruising seems to be growing um, quite um, exponentially um, into Southern Africa. And then I'm working at the moment. I'm working on a Kruger Park and surrounds feature, which is always a popular one. Um, so yeah, so we so we have themed specific themes. We're looking at going forward. We're looking at for example, you know, growing markets like the Indian market and the Chinese market in terms of speaking to operators um, and providing insights into those markets is one of our features. And obviously the people that would, would, would support us from a revenue perspective would be people that that aim their services at those markets. We have a beach tourism Um, feature coming up we have you know with meetings Africa taking place at the end of the month we've got a mice feature coming up which is also quite a strong one so yeah so daily news and then the features and um, every now and then we do what you do we do some webinars um, which we're hoping to also reintroduce Um, we had some webinars with SA Tourism pre-COVID that were very popular so Onwards and upwards as our sub-editor always says. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's exactly what all, everybody in the in the tourism industry, yeah, keeps um <laughs> keeps keeps saying. We kind of have had to had to do that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I mean also I mean yeah. <laughs> there's so much controversy and everything going on. How how do you it must be you have to obviously remain impartial and report the facts um that's got to be a bit difficult when you know so yes. many people in the industry that are that are sort of must be feeding you their their opinions i would imagine impartiality <laughs> and fact reporting is is at the core of of what you do because uh you know i've i read most of the articles and you certainly do hit hit it on the hit the nail on the head there when it comes to you know all all the uproar that sometimes can happen in the industry
1: well, I appreciate that because that that essentially is and it probably is one of the biggest challenges um, is to remain balanced and fair and impartial. Um one of the um biggest challenges for me to remain impartial was when um our tourism industry was struggling and they you know this business, business interruption insurance and the insurers weren't paying out and I was sitting on these mm. webinars listening to uh, you know, business owners telling me that they're not surviving, and 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 that's and there's reasons they took this business interruption insurance, and I was ready to march up to the insurers and say to them, "Pay right now, right now!" You know, yeah. But yes, we do try and be. Um, with the Tottenham Hotspur thing is this um, yes. pro- proposal is is another very is is the most the latest um, sort of um, issue and. We have tried to be as as fair and balanced as possible, and to show all the sides without sort of weighing in on what our um, concerns are today. we have Sean uh, Sean von Eck. I'm sure you know him well. He's been yes. in the marketing industry tourism alternative for thirty years. He's given us um, an opinion um as, a, as as a guest contributor which which we published today. So we do try to show I was at that press conference, and um I've never seen Temba Kamalu from SA Tourism so passionate. So there are different sides to the story. Um, and that's what we try. That's that's what we try to do is just to show all sides. And and our comment section <laughs> yes. allows industry to express how they feel. And the only thing we 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 look at there in terms of taking comments off is if they get quite personal. Otherwise, you know, people have have the opportunity to weigh in and that also then gives industry a strong platform to be able to say well i completely disagree with this, and this is why and this is how i feel and you know so we do try it it, it is a part.
0: i know there's a few of my colleagues um that have proactively sort of written into you in terms of you know an opinion piece or anything like that so i think it's important to let the listeners know that you don't necessarily have to be approached by tourism update if you've got something to say you can email um yourself, Adele, I presume, yeah, yeah, so I'll put all your email addresses in the description
1: and we we're always we always open to that and there are times that you know there might be an opinion or, or or something happening that we're not necessarily as aware of as as the operators are on the ground, so please we're always open to that,
0: yeah, no thanks i mean i've as you know i've I'm an I've said whatever you need if there's anything major happening in the UK I mean no one's really talking about the Tottenham Hotspur from from this side it's more from from the South African side but yeah more than happy to assist in uh keeping the ear to the ground here in the UK as well so what is um you you've spoken I'm about a much lot appreciate of the that. oh thanks you've spoken a lot about the you know the specials that you the special editions that, that you run, is there anything that you are working on for the future that's particularly um, exciting? You've run through a few things, but is there any any new developments in the tourism update, Any anything exciting that, that we can look forward to in terms of future publications or new technology that's coming through or anything like that?
1: Um, absolutely. If, aside from the fact that I think what we're all excited about is the... Is there seems to be good recovery um, for the industry in general? Um, we've got a long way to go, mm. but you know there's there's certainly a sense of hope for recovery. Um, there are there are exciting things that to have to have the new editorial team. We also have um, quite a strong um, sales team as well that goes out and and, and um, forms relationships with the industry. Um yeah, just just really we're also always open to suggestions in terms of what people would like us to cover mm. from a features perspective as well as so we the big ones um look very much looking forward to to meetings Africa um it being the first i mean it being the first sort of major trade show of the year in South Africa to showcase what what Africa has to offer in terms of the least mice, mice offering, yeah. Um, our assistant editor, Dale Hiss, is going to be participating in his very first um, um, WTM Africa in April, which we're, we're excited about. And we're always looking at new technologies and new ways of um, of sort of informing the industry. Um, we, we're looking at interesting things like infographics and that kind of thing. Mm. So, and more opinion pieces. We've got a great one that we're loading today from Deval's leave, um at SATIP yeah. um, really about the risks He's uh, identified seven risks for this, for, this, for this year and how the trade can protect themselves.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. So there's always, I mean, it definitely is a staple diet of mm-hmm. most of us in the industry. We, I think it's uh, around about nine ten o'clock at night, South Africa time. It, it comes out, and yeah, uh, you know, always good. Or else people get it the first thing in the morning, and uh, RSS feeds and all that kind of stuff. So it is, um, it is great. So I mean, in terms of trying to, I mean, we covered this uh, earlier on, but staying on top of of everything and and do you in terms of productivity? This is always a good question. I, I ask a lot of the the guests as well. How does how do you personally kind of stay on top? Are there any productivity tools in terms of apps or or anything like that, software that you that you use, or are you still a pen and paper kind of person? Or how do you how do you keep productive? And uh, yeah, is there any.
1: I, Graham, <laughs> I I think from earlier discussions we've had, including today, I'm not I'm not the world's. My, a friend of mine calls me a techno peasant. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's still pen and paper.
1: I I'm really I'm very. It's I'm very old school. It's still pen and paper. I'm very um, yeah um. I'm very. I know that that um. My colleagues are from a different generation, and they have several tools that they use but I'm very much i still go to go to press conferences with my notebook and my yeah. pen i'm always i'm very productive in the mornings um and i need i must tell you i need i need quiet because I'm editing yeah. and I'm subbing and i'm writing. Um so yeah, so mornings mornings before eight o'clock are usually my most productive, and then obviously afternoons sort of between six and seven or eight are also my most productive. We have, we are a daily, so we have quite tight mm. deadlines. And then the one tool that I've had to learn um is in is Zoom and Teams and online meeting, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, we've all but um and it's a way to kind of keep up date. Mm, but but again, but again, Again, I much prefer I much prefer meeting face to face. I much prefer, um, you know, sort of going to those, going to the conferences and going to the press conferences and talking to people. Yeah,
0: no, the, it's very
1: people that I have that I've that I've known for three years that I've, I've yet to yes. meet. It's very yeah, soon. it's
0: such an interesting. Um, no, no, it's it's such an interesting question because. I get so many varying answers of, of people that, you know, talk about the apps and, um, and then also people that you wouldn't expect are, are the pen and paper. So it's, it's very, very interesting in terms, you know, the, the way technology mm. is evolving, but there is still that, you know, you, you can't really beat pen and paper, can you? Because you, you kind of accomplish everything you need to.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, when, 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 um, when the when the technology fails us, there is always old yeah. school. There's always um, yeah. There's there's always you know handsets and pen and paper.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. No technology has the habit of yeah going 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 wrong. Yeah, but uh, it's interesting that most a lot of people I've spoken to, and I think definitely something I'm trying to do as well is is get that early start. You know, I'm i I have attempted the five a.m. Uh, yes. Um, Alarm clock, and we'll see, we'll see how that uh, that goes. Because I do think that there's so much to to accomplish before the actual workday starts. Um, Oddly enough, because you know you're Mm -hmm. actually still technically working, but you know if you can get those, like this morning, I mean, I composed a whole bunch of emails and. Uh, you know so they're scheduled to go out later when I know because um, today is a Monday that we're talking on but maybe the podcast won't go out on a Monday but it's it's so important to understand also when people are at their most receptive to to um to getting emails as well because sending emails I don't believe, Yes. At eight o'clock on a Monday morning, you're just going to get lost in the in the whole thing of people's inboxes. But if you just wait a while, so that's one of my productivity kind of pieces of advice as well. Um, until maybe after lunch on a Monday or something like that, then uh, then the emails go through, and you may have found that a lot of people have cleared their inbox for the morning already. So you know you're not at the bottom of the queue anymore. So yeah, that's uh, one of my productivity tools and hints is to is to know when the emails and all of that kind of stuff should should go out. Yeah, so Adele, what, the last three years has been mayhem for everybody in the industry. It's unbelievable to think of what we've all gone through. What What do you think has taught you about the industry? And it's it's um, I'm sure you'll agree with a lot of what other guests have said as well about just the resilience and camaraderie. But any, I mean, what has taught you about uh, the people that you've met? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And that's exactly what um, what I wrote down as my answer. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the Eleanor Roosevelt quote, um, where she says, the women are like pee bags. You never know how strong they are until you put them in hot water. <laughs> and, <laughs> True. And the tourism industry certainly has proven its strength. And I have seen, absolutely agree with resilience, but also, you know, I've always said that a crisis is the making or breaking of people. In a crisis, you either see people step up um, and make things work, or fall apart. And the tourism industry, honestly, has so many heroes. There are so many heroes that that have just risen and just just made things happen. You know, and have stopped waiting for government. Kind of just, and there's there's endless ones. There's 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 people. There's there's and leaders there's, there's there's people on the ground who think they possibly don't matter, but I have just seen so many everyday heroes just rise
0: mm. and just
1: and just change things for themselves, adapt, and you know just make it happen.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's we are a, a collective, but at the end of the day, everybody is individuals, and you kind of have to just do your best to to stay afloat and you know oh, it's it's um, been tough because you it's not like you could rely on anyone to bail you out because no one no one else everyone was in the same kind of position so it's absolutely. it's definitely but but oh. now you know now i see uh yeah i mean there's just the spirit of even co- competitors helping each other out which i find yes. great you know especially in my line of work the representation you know we're all you know we pass leads on to each other we 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 recommend each other and even though it's technically competition you know you it's 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 a lovely industry to be in and then also um you're like personally as well i mean the, the last three years has taught me a lot about you know character traits that i never picked up on about myself definitely in terms of of how to look at things in a positive way rather than negative because if i think if we had to focus on the negative we would have all you know oh I don't even want to think about that so we, we had to me personally I had to find ways to say okay right what's what's going well today rather than what's going wrong today because certainly that's right there, there, there was right. a lot going wrong yeah so I mean personally what 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 do you think you learned about yourself
1: I think exactly what you just said that um, life is unpredictable and it's while it's still important to plan, we can't have expectations, and I think today's to me that too. <laughs> yes, that yes. And I think to be done as flexible and as adaptable as possible in any given situation, both from a personal and a professional perspective. Um, and I think also, I've learned to not take things for granted. I haven't. I've learned not to take a job for granted. Friendship, family, health, nature, financial stability, you know, I think that's, it's not a given for anyone. Um, And when we have it, we have to stop and say thank you every single day to say thank you for a job. Thank you for a job I love. Thank you that I still have people in my life um, that I mean something to and that mean something to me, Um, you know, and hey,
0: just enjoy life more where we can, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, you know, from a business point of view, I think what it certainly taught me in starting my own business was, you know, keep your overheads down because, yes. you know, you you never know when there could literally be zero income coming in. And I think a lot of people, you know, maybe they think, oh my God, what happens if next month's a bad month or whatever, but no one thought, what if the next two years are, are bad two years? So I think it's taught a lot of people to to plan ahead. For that uh, mm. rainy day, because my goodness, it certainly poured down for two years, um, and so yeah, I mean that's what it's taught me as well. And I think a lot of a lot of companies as well, you know, keep keep the overheads down in terms of of um, yeah, just just making sure that you can get by on a lean, uh, you know, if there are absolutely. a few years in, absolutely, absolutely. I think
1: we spent. I think. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, I think- it's fine. As businesses, we've also all realised there were things we spent money on that we didn't really need, you know. Um, and yes. I had I interviewed somebody recently who grew his business to in five years to a hundred staff members. Wow! And then had to close his business. Yeah. And reopened recently with twelve staff members. Mm. And what he said was exactly, he said, what I have learned is that I will no longer plow everything I make into the business. I will Mm. plow 50% of what I make in the business and keep the other 50% for those days. That's the kind of rainy day that I think none of us expected, but now, but now we're ready for it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, certainly, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to do, but I always look now, oddly enough, two years ahead, And say, right, if there isn't, you know, I try and I'm trying to like save up, you know, for for another two year period if if I need to. So, you know, you can keep the roof over your head. and, And so it's it's. That's what it's taught taught me, and certainly the term "stable job." I think that can go out the window now because there is no such thing. You know, we all it's it's and also, I mean, that's what it's taught a lot of people. I think is just you know, plan uh, plan for the worst, hope for the best, and plan for the worst is is what uh, is what we all needed to learn.
1: Mm. And I think we all know that no matter what, as an as as an industry collective, no matter what life throws at us now, we can we can deal. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, and it certainly, yeah, it gives us a lot of uh, stories to to tell when we're in our old age. It just it it, it just makes you, as you said, appreciate things a lot more, and mm. you know, to know that we've all gone through this together. Uh, you know, it's and and that's what I think as well. When when you kind of start seeing the 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 maybe the the nasty emails start creeping back in, and you know, you just want to say, look, stop stop for a moment and just remember what we've all been through and then just let's, let's, you know, get, get back to that kind of spirit again. Uh, You know, everybody's stressed and everything like that, trying to get back Uh on their feet again. But, you know, I just think we need to appreciate what everyone's gone through. And that's what a lot of people have said, even in the hospitality industry, like don't, don't, um, you know, don't, Take it out on the people that did show up for work today. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, that's that's the thing. Uh, I think that we've uh-huh. all learnt in hospitality in particular, because everyone's struggling with short staff, and you know it's it's going to take a while to get back on their feet. Because business owners uh-huh. never know now, you know when when that great thing is to kind of get ev- all the staff back, and it's a tough time. And everybody just needs to understand that about each other.
1: Um, absolutely, and it's a reminder for us daily. It's a reminder for me right
0: now too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what um, what advice would you give to like a young budding journalist that's uh, wanting to start out uh, in the, particularly in the tourism industry? What uh, I mean, I think a lot has changed since when you started out in terms of the, the media. Mm. Now, now mm. you've got. Mm. I mean, it was mainly probably just all print media now. So, you know, I mean, travel writers, travel bloggers, there must be so many different ways now to make a living out of travel writing.
1: yes, very much so and and as much as as much as the industry had to sort of adapt and and sometimes change their business models, so so do writers as well. Um, and I think exactly what you were just saying is is the fact that there's so much collaboration. I think we need to. I certainly say to someone who's just starting out in tourism, to network and to reach out to the more established players for support and advice. There's so much knowledge out there and so many skills that can be passed on. Tourism and even journalism by nature are social businesses, and there's so many opportunities to mix with industry players and leaders. And I think there's a willingness. Um, to reach out and say, okay, well, this is what I've learned. This is what I continue to learn every day, um, and and to pass that on. And to say, well, let me try and help you. There's, you know, I, I recently went to. I um, was privileged enough to go to the Palace of Velocity's Lost birthday. And these days, whenever there's an anniversary, a notable anniversary, I think as the industry, we all celebrate that. Yes. And I was on the bus, I took a transfer bus to the palace and I was on the bus with a number of other journalists. And we were all talking and saying, this one was saying, you know what, if you're trying to get comment out of this government department, this is who I talked to, you. passing on information, passing on contacts, saying, well, try this when, when you need, you know what I mean? And someone, for mm. example, was saying to me, you know who should I talk to? Who should I get? And I said, "This is the person that will give you the best that is accessible and available from the tourism industry to give you the comment you need." You know, so there's. I, I just think, yeah, I reach out um, um, and, and and to the more established players, and 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 the more established players must also remember that we can learn so much from those that are that are that are entering the market um, because they're not. They not. Sometimes we become complacent sometimes we forget what it was like to start out and um, sometimes we get a little bit um, world weary as well yeah. and that's why also say we have such an amazing industry there are so many opportunities and benefits of being in the industry and um, so also just enjoy the ride you know
0: yeah i mean it's it's interesting as the things that come second nature to to uh, us of a of a certain uh, experience in the industry you know it's uh we we you don't understand that someone else still has to learn that and you know just exactly. you know what 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 we may think is you know why why did you do it that way or something like that is because they haven't learned yet that what 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 we learned you know maybe even later on in our careers than than they are at, and I just think it's yeah, just as you say, help pass the knowledge on and and help um help help everybody there's there's so many ways now, far more opportunity to be successful in the creative arts. Of writing, yes. and uh, you yes. know, than there were when we, when you know, when we were starting out. So Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a, I mean, even I'm exploring different ways now to, to create content and get it out into the market and and blog and uh, you know write articles mm. and stuff like that. There, there are so many different uh, different ways that you know, it's just very imagined. much so. Yeah,
1: and may I congratulate on. you on your on your new podcast. I think it's a brilliant initiative and wish you all the
0: best for that oh well thank you thank you yeah I mean it's it's hoping uh yeah as you as you know it's spread the word and if if you can think of any anybody in the industry that that would uh want to to come on as a guest please feel free to to let them know that they can get in touch with me because it's it's great uh it's great chatting and I think the 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 stories are what 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 uh what people are relating to and i'm i'm very I encouraged see. by the numbers that i'm seeing uh, on all the analytics and everything about all the different parts of the world that it's being uh, you know um getting getting out to and the the reason why i throw in a few questions that aren't specific industry related are because a lot of people went through so much and you know uh-huh. that they can they can listen uh-huh. to listen to these mm. uh, things and, yes, and exactly. maybe
1: and there's so, many, there's so many facets to our stories and so many different ways to get those stories out
0: there. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite questions that I ask guests. What, what do you think, what would you like to see still change in the industry uh, from a journalistic point of view, from a tourism industry point of view?
1: Well, yeah. Um, interest. We're, we're in an interesting week again. Um, there's yeah. going to be some cabinet reshuffling, um, which will be interesting to see. Um, from a journalism and tourism perspective, I'm going to reiterate what I think what a lot of others are saying out there in the industry is that I want to see national governments stop paying lip service and start taking action and really start to take travel and tourism seriously as a key economic driver and, and seriously focus on eliminating um, major barriers. You know, we've got the Sona coming up on, on um, Thursday and we've, we've put out a poll asking our readers to weigh in on what they think needs to be addressed in the Sona, if tourism is even addressed in the Sona. Owner. You know, often we think it is going to be addressed, and then it kind of gets a back note. Mm. So, we—I'd really like to see high-level leaders. Um, this is not government leaders because I think that we have incredible associations and incredible um, tourism private sector leaders. But it's but they need backup, you know. And I would like to see people like Romapoza and the tourism minister. Um. Start giving that real government backing. Start addressing the issues like that are holding us back, like um, visas and the national, you know, sort of operators' transport uh, licenses. Not just to say yes, we are we're aware of it, we are addressing it. Tell us, give us the timeline, how and when and where. You know. Yes. This, yeah. you know what I mean? We have so much to offer in this country, above and and our region. In
0: many cases, we benefit from reaching our true potential because we don't have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and the right government backing. Yeah, it it came up. Uh, I, you know, you and I were both in that conference in in Botswana in in October last yes. year, and and it's uh, as you say, the the timeline of. You know, I think everyone's gotten over the we are aware of the issue kind of statements, uh, and we'll look into it or you know, and it's it's time not to say what's going to be done, but let's have a conversation about what has been done. And uh, you know, it, it we all know what needs to be done. Um yes. and it's I think it's just a matter of accountability and 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 saying, well, you know, it's it's great to have all these big conferences and meetings and you know delegations and everything like that but what what's actually happened what's changed from one year to the next and absolutely you know, that's, yeah, absolutely. that's the, there are so absolutely. many there are so many barriers and you know i i mean traveling on the south african passport for many years it's uh you know what what <laughs> uh, what what visas are like and um yes. you know having to produce bank statements and letters of employment and this and that. And, you know, so many things just to go to Paris for the weekend or something, you know, it's, it's quite bizarre. Um, Absolutely. But, and none of us really, and uh, yeah. And, you know, we just need, and you say the NPTR, the, 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 the transport licenses, it's, um, we need to, yeah, just, just drive, drive growth and, and and all just yeah the the barriers to entry and I think we yeah I think it's definitely you know with people like Satsa um, championing causes a lot and chiffy where at the TBCSA we we do have some good vocal advocates which are, which is great and 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 you know uh, businesses such as yourself as well so that's a good thing at least.
1: Thank you, and you know I, I will also say that there are those. Um, that are part of government entities that do work really hard and are really willing. They just also can't always push these things through because there's, there's, there's red tape. There's other government departments that aren't working as as, as fast as, as they need to, you know. So absolutely, a the complex thing, one of the biggest things, obviously, we're, we're talking about it at the Tourism Grading Council um, conference on Wednesday as well, is that, it's not just we don't just have tourism decision makers. We have decision makers in other spheres of government from local government to provincial government to national government. But we're reliant on home affairs, we're reliant on transport, you know, and 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 that can sometimes, um I know they spoke about at the TBCSA conference, which which preceded the the um the Botswana conference, was that there should perhaps be some, you know, super ministries that that and push
0: these things through rather than waiting for other governments. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look. You know, I think government red tape isn't unique to to, no. to uh, Southern Africa. It's uh, there are a lot of things that that I think many industries just need need to happen. But I think w- with the with the job creation ability of the tourism industry i I think it does need Mm. that that extra focus as as we all know there's so many small businesses that that could thrive if there was just more more um Mm. yeah just i don't know we're we're, let's let's hope that uh there's many there's many uh, opinions and you know i think it's it's Many different, uh, you know. Sometimes too many cooks spoil the broth, or whatever the saying is. <laughs> so we, we, uh, you know, the, we, yeah. We, we just, we just need that, that good, good direction, good leadership, and and it's. I think everything mm. will come right in the end. Yeah. Very much so.
1: Very much, and I still have hope. I still have. I really do. I really oh yeah. Do. I believe. I believe in our country, and I believe in what oh, yeah. we can achieve together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, there's, you know, you look at uh, Australia and, uh, you know, you just think there's, there's so many other countries that are doing so well with tourism and we just need to, we, you know, we've got, we've got the, we've got everything we, we need the wildlife and the, the beautiful, beautiful scenery and the, the fantastic ah. people and the different cultures. Everything is there. Uh, we just need to, just need to hone in on, you know. It's a very infant uh, tourism industry when you think about it. I mean, all these other countries' tourism's, you know, probably a hundred years old, whereas ours really is only about thirty. So, you know, that's we, it's, right. yes. um, Yeah. Look, I think, I think, look, it's it's certainly come a long way. Got a long way to go, and I think with with the the right people guiding the ship, it'll 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 be a a, a bright future for us all
1: very
0: much so. Adele, thank you uh, so much. I'll let you get back with uh, back to your day now. And um it's it's been such a pleasure chatting to you. Um and you. I will let you know when this goes out. And um yeah, hopefully Hopefully, we'll get a few more listeners, and a lot of people can hear what uh, what you have to say. And I'll put all the links to tourismupdate.co.za in the description. Those uh, businesses that want to advertise and also subscribe to the publication and see what else is going on, all the information will be there. So, yeah, no problem at all, Adele. Thanks so much, and we'll we'll catch up again soon, hopefully in 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 person.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. Take care, Graham.
0: Ciao Adele. Thanks Bye. a lot. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to CoozaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. And we'll see you next time on CoozaCast.